When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, um, I <laughs> I know you're used to hearing what it is, but I can't say that unless I sound awful and stupid, just as you saw when I just tried. Um, I'm Timf. Tyrus's flight landed a little bit of a uh, little bit of late, little late, so uh, we might be able to get him on Zoom here a little bit. But right now, it is just uh, Timf. Um, and Devin is actually here. Um, I am. I'm always here. N- that's not true. Uh, a lot of the times Devin is not here. She is either, you know, at home or in prison or otherwise indisposed. Uh, but I'm glad to see her here, um, right now. Um, it's, it's crazy weather right now. Okay. It's crazy, crazy, crazy weather. And I'm upset. I mean, it's tough for Tyrus because he's, you know, having a tough time getting in. For me, I had to order some wigs on Amazon for reasons that, well, I mean, it's it's for someone's birthday, but it's a long story. And the wigs may not arrive in time for the necessary wig deadline. So listen, I'm going through it too. No, uh, not, not, not the biggest problem you could possibly have. Um, you know... Why don't we, since, you know, we're still waiting for Tyrus, uh, get going on one of these stories. Um, how about uh, we do the dog? Devin? I knew you were going to pick that one. Why I'm not? So glad did. Absolutely. So an eight-year-old border collie has become one of America's youngest and furriest millionaires. When 84-year-old Nashville resident Bill Doris passed away last year, he willed $5 million to his faithful canine companion, Lulu. Since dogs can't legally own money, Lulu's inheritance was placed into a trust that's overseen by 88-year-old Martha Burton, who was was a friend of Doris and Lulu's new owner. Prior to his death, Doris was known as a successful businessman with multiple investments and land holdings. As the dog's new caretaker, Burton is tasked with using the money to, quote, provide for all the needs of Lulu. I don't really know what to think about it, to tell you the truth. He just really loved the dog, Burton said. Lulu's situation isn't the first time a pet owner has left money behind for their furry friend. When New York heiress Leona Helmsley died in 2007, she disinherited her relatives and instead bequeathed $12 million to trouble her Maltese dog, according to That's kind of savage. I kind of respect that. A judge later lowered the inheritance to $2 million. How? I don't know. A hen in Britain named Jigu also inherited millions when her owner publisher Miles Blackwell died in 2002. The chicken was reportedly left with $15 million. All right. Well, here's the thing. Are you leaving Carl and, and Jeans? Well, I would give all my money to Jeans because, you know, Carl, everybody loves Carl. He's so cute. He's so friendly. So he's never really had to overcome any obstacles, whereas Jeans is a dumpster cat um, you know, who he's not a nice cat um, by any stretch of the imagination. By that, I mean, 
he has bitten multiple house guests. To be fair, I warn the house guests. He's not an attack kitty. But if you go and, you know, someone's over and they're drinking and they go after the cat, he'll run away. You try again. He's going to bite you. He's going to scratch you. He is going to do those things. Um, But he loves me and only me, which is the kind of love that I think really matters. Uh, Whereas Carl, you know, he just spreads his love all over the place. It's not quite as special. So anyway, I would give all my money to Cheens. Also because Cheens has the medical problems that might cost, uh, you know, near $5 million if I do, if, you know, you really do. I don't, you know, if I, I don't have that much money, but I bet you could keep a cat alive longer. Like I want to put him, if necessary, I will put him on a ventilator. I always tell Cam, I will keep this cat on a ventilator. And he says, what? No, we know cat that's such a way. And I said, no, you don't have a choice here. Um, I would imagine though, Devin, that these sort of things are most likely, I, I would say, rife with abuse. Okay, I don't know Martha Burton. I don't want to pass any judgments upon Martha Burton. Um, and, and, and what's more, I, I, I just, I think if I were in Martha Burton's shoes, I would have some difficulty, right? Not because if my friend said, here's $5 million, it's not for you, it's for my dog, spend it on my dog, like, I would probably have difficulty. I mean, the human impulse is obviously you're going to want some of that money for yourself. We're all greedy creatures. But even apart from that, just the practical difficulty. How do you spend five million on a dog? How? That's Yeah, that's my uh, you own a dog. So you yeah. understand. I don't own a dog, but like. I can only imagine that dog food and checkups, like they're only so much money. You're not spending, like you made a good point with Cheens. He's got medical issues. It doesn't seem like this dog Lulu has that much stuff, like that much many issues. So yeah, Cheens has medical issues and Cam makes fun of him calling him the $30,000 dumpster cat, Um, which, okay, like we have the insurance. So thankfully it's been, I've been able to, you know, he has one pre-existing condition, so that I have to pay for, but everything else is covered by the insurance. But it can get expensive for sure, especially because he has three chronic illnesses and he's not only 10. Um, and however, I still don't see it costing five mil. Uh, maybe if you start buying designer clothes for the dog, even so, how many, you know, how many, how many items of designer dog clothes. How many pieces are there? I'm sure there's some, but I don't think that's a very large market with a lot of options. Do you? No. And, um, I mean, how many outfits can a dog wear? I guess. Is, is well, Carl other- loves outfits. Carl loves wearing clothes and people's animals. They, they say m- most animals hate wearing clothes. Sometimes I dress jeans up. He absolutely hates it, but it's like, okay, buddy, you're going to do something for me. Um, but Carl had a one hoodie that when we got him that he like, came with his hoodie so and he loved wearing it and we had to wash it because that's obviously what you do with clothes is disgusting so he had it in the washer and while I was in the washer he was sitting outside the washer crying because he wanted his hoodie so we had to buy more clothes for Carl and if you go over by his stuff and pick up a hoodie or pick up a jacket or pick up one of his outfits he goes crazy he gets so excited to put a new fresh fit on he loves it does Carl pick out his outfit every day? Is that something? No, he, like, likes to no, do? but like he'll be he likes to change clothes. If he even has an outfit on and we pull up a new outfit, he'll run towards that outfit. And he lays on his back like a little baby and just lets us put it on him. He's oh, so the diva. He's so happy, though. Like he loves he's a, he wants to be a model. 
Like, and, and not just like jeans? a dog model, but a fashion model. No, Cheens. Cheens has a spider Halloween costume. He has a lion hat. He has an Uncle Sam costume. And he has a Christmas tree hat and a Christmas sweater. I do sometimes do those. I'll put those on for, for you know, the gram, right? He gets so pissed off. He hates it. But he's a cat. You're trying to put yeah. clothing on a cat? It's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. So I don't know. It's like, and does the judge oversee it? Like if Martha gets a real nice car, are they going to be like, oh, that's not for the dog. I guess she could say maybe it's like for the dog to take him to the vet. I don't know. But I, like, I, I'm not one, you know, for, for fraud here. Whatever. I'm not like pro fraud. I just think it would be really difficult just practically to spend $5 million on a dog. Especially eight-year-old Border Collie. I mean, how many more years is the dog going to live? Right. Mike, what happens after, like, God forbid, let's say, but what happens to the money afterwards? Does it then go to his friend, Martha? I don't know. That's why I got a question. Or does she have to, like, get, like, a burial plot? (laughs) Maybe that's why. Maybe it's like a mausoleum situation. Like, maybe... Maybe there needs to be like a giant monument erected of Lulu and, you know, like Egyptians pharaoh style burial, because then again, it makes sense. That might be what she has to do. Honestly, after listening to the story and what this guy did for his dog, I wouldn't put it past him by, you know. All right. Well, we solved the problem. All right, Martha, you that's how you spend it. You see designer clothes, obviously vet bills and then. Uh, Egyptian pharaoh style burial. All right. I'm glad I was able to help. I cracked the case. Um, all right. Uh, why don't we do... Uh, i got a story about a pet rooster. All right. Let's, let's lay it on me, Devin. Stay tuned because we got some crazy stuff coming up right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. During a trip to Alabama, a Mississippi resident's beloved pet went missing in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. Fortunately, when locals were made aware of the missing animal, they stepped up and helped reunite the pet with its owner. Thomas Ramsey stopped at a Cracker Barrel in Coleman, Alabama for lunch while on a trip with his friends. He brought along his pet rooster, Peep, but decided not to bring the bird inside the restaurant. Instead, he left the rooster on a leash tied to his truck, as he says he had done many times before. Unfortunately, when the group returned to the car after eating, Peep was reportedly missing. Ramsey told the news outlet, I went out to the, into the Cracker Barrel and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. Ramsey called local authorities for help and connected with a local animal control officer. After checking with nearby farms and still not finding the bird, Ramsey decided to post about the missing pet on Facebook. According to Ramsey, local, locals immediately started responding, saying that they would help look for the bird. While Ramsley eventually had to start driving home without Peep, he had good news coming his way. He says that while he was about a half hour from his home, he was contacted by a farmer from the Coleman area who said he had found the rooster. 
Apparently, Peep had been found after he returned to the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Ramsey and Peep were reunited, giving the story a happy ending. This may have a happy ending, but this story lacks the middle. You know, it really lacks the middle, like beginning. Peep on the, you know, whatever. He's on a leash tied to the truck. And then end. Peep is back in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. What happened in the middle? Like, did Peep get off the leash himself? Did someone take Peep off the leash and maybe set him free? Maybe it was like a free willy like situation or slappy in the stinkers. For those of you who have listened to my um, movie recommendation of slappy in the uh, all you need to know. B.D. Wong is the principal and the tagline for the movie. Five kids, one sea lion, no rules. Come on. Can't go wrong. Um, but what happened? To peep, I don't know that a rooster could get free of a leash. I think that seems unlikely. I think someone freed the rooster. I think someone like from PETA or someone from, you know, some animal rights activist was like, this is wrong. This chicken, this rooster, whatever, you know, and and let him go. And then the the rooster was loyal and came back to the Cracker Barrel um, looking for Thomas. That's what I think. Um Maybe, but maybe the person stole the rooster because if the rooster came back, he must have wanted to go on some adventures. So what adventures did Peep have? You know, there's just too many questions. I don't know. Or maybe he was in the parking lot the whole time and the guy, is there alcohol at Cracker Barrel? No, there is not. Oh, well, maybe he brought some of his own. <laughs> and he asked. I, I, I just think it's a very, you know. With all of the we ha- we've had stories before about people bringing service animals or, or uh, you know, support animals onto planes. And there's been peacocks and other things like crazy animals. You know, he could have said, oh, this is my service animal and brought him into the Cracker Barrel. But, he but that's a little mean because there's chicken there. Right. So it's like, hey, 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 peep, let's go hang out and you can watch a bunch of people eat your family. Like, that's just a little weird. Um, yeah, a little too graphic. For yeah, peep. it's just like I don't think that's really nice to peep. Um but yeah, I don't know. Let's let's do. How about? I mean, Tyrus is still, you know, in the snow. That sounds like a Christmas Christmas special we should do. Tyrus, Tyrus in the in snow. The snow. <laughs> Coming to you next Christmas. Coming next Christmas. One night only event. Tyrus in the snow. Okay. Uh, let's do one more. And I gotta get going. All right. Here's one about. These two guys, two maskless men saying that they are U.S. Marshals. Hotel staff at the Wyndham Deerfield Beach Resort asked two maskless men to cover their faces. When they refused, it was the lie they told that got them arrested. They told staff at the hotel that they were U.S. Marshals and flashed phony passes, similar to ones that have been used by others around the U.S. who claim to be exempt from any mask-wearing requirement. The men also threatened to arrest employees and saddle the hotel with a hefty fine if they tried to tell them otherwise. They nearly tricked everyone except for one employee who knew that they were acting suspicious and called police. When police arrived and a real marshal got there, the scheme collapsed and Walter Wayne Brown Jr., 53, and Gary Brummett, 81, were arrested and charged with impersonating a 81? An 81-year-old man? He is 81. Whoa. According to the complaint, a hotel manager asked, uh, said to Brummett, the 81-year-old, uh, that he had gone to the front desk earlier that day to ask for a coffee. When the manager and another hotel employee told him he needed to be wearing a mask, Brummett flashed a laminated card that said he was medically exempt from wearing one. When the manager asked again, the 81-year-old pointed to a badge he wore on his belt. 
Do you know what this means, he said? I'm a U.S. Marshal and can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. One employee gave Brown Jr. a mask and asked him to wear it, but Brown said he was a federal agent and did not have to. Like Brummett, he pointed to a badge on his belt and a card around his neck. Around their necks, each man wore laminated cards titled Face Mask Exempt Notice Card. According to the complaint, the card stated that the person wearing it was exempt from any ordinance requiring a face mask policy. Here's the thing. I hate wearing the mask. I've had, like, problems with my skin, even my eyes, like, because of the mask. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Uh, But... I also wear one because, you know, you got to wear one like it can two things can be true at once that it sucks, but that you got to do it. And that's where I kind of stand on that. But uh, this story is particularly interesting to me because it this seems like a lot of work. This seems like a lot. I mean, in addition to the fact that I would find it difficult to live a lie. Um, in addition to the whole living a lie and, you know, ri- risking federal charges you know, where do you laminate stuff these days? You know, you got to build these badges. You got to get this stuff laminated. You got to get the badges and then, then, then the laminated cards. It seems to me even take all morality out of it and just like my laziness alone would prevent me. I, it's just easier to throw on the mask. And you don't have to have it on for that long, right? You know, if you're in the hotel, like if you're if you're going to the, you know, get food or drink or whatever, you just wait till you get to your table and you take your mask off. So having a couple minutes of mask wearing seems easier to me than this scheme. You're right. Or they can't go to a Kinko's anymore because of COVID. So I don't know where they got the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do they laminate this stuff? And also, like... You should have spent a little more time on your story because I'm a federal marshal, therefore I don't need to wear a mask. Doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I'm, I, I don't know what about being a federal marshal means you don't wear a mask. As far as I, as far as I understood it, you know, I see cops with masks. I see, you know, everybody's got to wear a mask. Um, I know that there's maybe certain medical conditions where, um, you know, like breathing problems, something like that, where it could be a problem. But I do not see why they went the federal marshal route. And actually, this is a hell of a claim right here. Do you know what this means? I'm a U.S. marshal and I can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. I don't think that's anywhere in the uh, United States criminal code. And I am not a legal scholar by any means. And therefore, uh, that just seems ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, the laminating, they did the laminating, but the story is garbage. They had to, you know, and yeah, it it would take time to do a better story and to be more convincing, which is, again, why you should just wear the mask. It's just easier to wear the mask because now you're in jail. Maybe you're going to prison. I don't know. Uh, You know, it's, it's just not worth it. And you probably have to wear a mask. In and prison. you probably got to wear They're going to they're going to tell you there are going to be a lot more rules there. OK, you don't like the you don't like the hotel rules. Prison is got a little more going on in terms of rules, as far as I understand, um, based on my um, dedicated television viewing to shows like Love After Lockup. 
Um, but I got to get rolling. Tyrus is still stuck in the snow. So what what have we learned today? Kat? He's still stuck in the snow. He's stuck in the snow. He's, I learned that. I learned that. I learned that I can't wait for Tyrus in the Snow Christmas special. Tyrus in the Snow. It's got to be a musical. I'll write I'll some wait. songs. You get working on that. I will. All right. For more podcasts like this, um, go to, it's like www.http colon slash slash www.foxnews.com slash no i oh, gotta start over that was wrong http colon slash slash www.foxnewspodcast.com right there you go enough said all right yeah i know i was like i'm i'm there's no tyrus i'm tiff and i can't say enough said enough said ah i sound like an idiot which is not true. I'm very smart. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.